welcome back to Defeat the Darkness. This is Vivian L. Miller. Today we're going to go off off, um, into another teaching regarding the power of the spoken word. This podcast is meant to give you real ways to defeat dark forces. And instead of narrating my first book, More Than Conquerors, I'm going to spend some time talking about the power of the spoken word. It is essential that all of us watch our words because if you, as you read my books, you'll see the interplay between the dark forces and those in our own third dimension. And everything that happens is a result of words and thoughts. The Bible talks a lot about the power of words. If you don't believe me, spend some time in the book of Proverbs looking up every verse that, says, that references the lips, the mouth, and the tongue, and you will see how many scriptures there are just in the book of Proverbs alone. It's all through the Bible. Proverbs has the majority of it. In Proverbs 13.3, it says, He that keeps his mouth keeps his life, but he that opens wide his lips shall have destruction. In Proverbs 18, uh, 20 and 21, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Every word you speak licenses either the forces of good or the forces of evil. Every word you speak will come to fruition because it's spiritual law. None of us can escape that spiritual law. Whether you know the Lord or not, whether you believe what I'm telling you or not, it doesn't matter. It functions and operates every single day. We're the ones who decide our future. We are the deciding witness. If you picture God on one side of you and the enemy on the other side, both of them are waiting for for your words. Whatever words you speak, one side or the other is going to help you enforce. So it's, it, it's paramount, especially in these days, that we speak the words that we want to come to pass, that we speak words of victory, ver- words of peace, words of, of encouragement, words of kindness, and not the words the enemy is trying to put into our minds. There's a lot of people, you, I know there's a lot of preaching out there about the battle of the mind, but, and, but that's where it starts. The, our enemy knows what those spiritual laws are. He's bound by those spiritual laws and he tries his best to get us to use those laws in in reverse against ourselves. They were set up to give us victory in spite of him, but he tries to get us to use our own words against us. He is the accuser of the brethren and as soon as we speak words that go in his favor to, to create destruction or sickness or poverty or... Um, strife or whatever, then he can go ahead and enforce those words. Throughout my books, you see that the interaction, the interplay between the third dimension where we live and the fifth dimension where the invisible realm, both evil and good, operate. And if you pay attention as you're reading my books, because as I said in my last teaching um, segment, the books, these books are not meant to be just stories. They are stories. They're parables, but they're, they're given to, as illustrations of how to defeat the enemy in, at his own game, to use the spiritual laws that were set up to protect us to bring your victory. In Psalm 103.20, it says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength, that do his 
commandments hearkening to the voice of his word. Well, if you hold the Bible up to a microphone and just hold it there, nothing happens because there's no there's no voice, there's no there's sound coming out. But we were given the voice to, to speak the word. And it is only the word. The word is the sword of the spirit. It is the only word uh, only the words we speak that can defeat the enemy and defeat him soundly. So it is absolutely essential that you learn to use the word of God against the enemy. It is also essential that you pay attention to every word you speak because it will come to pass. Sometimes it comes to pass very quickly. Other times it comes to pass so slowly that most people don't connect that they spoke words of death and somebody died very young or died in tragedy. They don't connect it because the enemy knows that if he was to activate on those, operate on those words that you spoke two minutes after you did it, then you would know you would make the connection. So he tries very hard to not make that connection. So I'm, I implore you to start paying attention to your words. I talked last time about using the tool of meditation. When you meditate the word, you're not just doing something airy-fairy like, you know, making a some kind of a hmm sound while you're doing it. Meditating the word is actually taking a scripture and say and reading it out loud, looking at it with your eyes, reading it out loud and then saying to yourself, "Since this scripture is true, how does this affect my life? How does it change what I'm dealing with right now?" If you're using a scripture like um, in Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. How does that affect what I'm dealing with right now? You may be dealing with some some serious lack in your life. With the, infl- the inflation we've all been dealing with and higher gas prices, you may be thinking, how am I even going to get my, my gas in my car and get to work with what I'm paid? That's where that scripture, if you're meditating that scripture, you start saying, okay, my job is not my source. God is my source. So since God is my source and he knows that I need to go to work in order to have seed to sow, how is this going to change my life? Well, that means that somehow I'm going to have the money to get the gas or somehow I'm going to have the gas. Maybe I don't need the money. Maybe somebody is will be led of the Lord to buy my gas. I know a, a numerous situations and I've done it for other people too, where I'm led to pay for someone else's gas that the Lord will quicken you to do things like that for other people, which in turn gives you that harvest down the road when you need it. It is absolutely important to do that because as you're meditating that word, not only are you over 60 days creating a new groove in your brain so that you think differently, but it's also giving the Lord a way in. Because when you're believing God and, and using that scripture and speaking that instead of lack out of your mouth, the angels hearken to those words. And they will make opportunities for you to have the money you need or the the food that you need or the gas that you need or whatever it is that you need. It is by the word of God and the spoken word, activating that word. That's one way of acting on the word. You can't just read the word and do nothing with it because it doesn't produce results. I don't know about you, but I'm all about results. If something doesn't work, if there's no results for what I'm doing, then I'm not interested. But I've seen a lot of results. I've been at this for several decades, and I see, I've see i seen a lot of uh, harvest 
because of following the laws of the Spirit. Those laws of the Spirit cannot be changed. No man can supersede them. They can only be superseded by you using those laws in reverse. If you're the one that's giving the enemy ammunition with your words, then you will get the results that he wants you to have. By the same token, if you're using the word of God, and it's tempting sometimes to speak the frustration or the defeat or the weariness or whatever it is you're dealing with, it's so tempting sometimes that pressure to speak and just call it like it is, is there. It's there because the enemy is making it, making putting that pressure on you so that you speak with something that will give him an opening. But you can't do that. You have to speak according to the word in order to get results. You don't have to be preaching to other people. You can speak it under your breath if you're in a place where you can't speak out loud. But you, as long as the angels can hear you speak it, you're licensing it. In, in Romans 4, it talks about Abraham who had no hope of the, except the promise that God gave him. Um, and, it, and he believed God, not being weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead, but, but when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to perform. Abraham used the very name Abraham. God changed his name from Abram to Abraham 25 years before Isaac was born. The word, the name Abraham is father of many nations. And because he, God changed his name to Abraham, even though he didn't have any, any children for 25 years, when people said, what is your name? He had to say, I'm Abraham or I'm a father of many nations. Those words brought the promise to life. I know I've given you some things to think about. I would encourage you to study this out for yourself and really pay attention to how the words that the characters speak in More Than Conquerors, and if you read my other books, the same thing. Pay attention to how those words that the characters speak produce results one way or the other, because some of those characters don't know how to use their words correctly, and others do use their words very, very much on purpose. I'm going to leave it leave it where it is for now. We'll pick up with More Than Conquerors in the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed and encouraged.